Hey, what's up, Zag Nation? You're listening to the Gonzaga Nation podcast. I'm Cole Forsman, writer for Gonzaga Nation SI, and I'm joined by fellow Gonzaga Nation SI writer, uh, Gonzaga student, uh, and podcast co-host, Henry Kruger. Henry, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Good to be back in Spokane. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I can't, can't complain. Um, first week of school, for those who don't know, is just underway for us at Gonzaga. Um, and yeah, kind of getting back into the swing of things. So um, yeah, we'll kind of just play the year out. The Zags, uh, of course, it's a Monday. Um, we'll start kind of with the most recent news um, in Gonzaga basketball post or pro Zags, that is, um, earlier this afternoon, Rui Hachimura uh, was traded from the Washington Wizards to the LA Lakers for Kedrick Nunn and um, a handful of second round picks. Uh, Rui had sort of been uh, rumored to float around trade talks uh, over the last few hours, but uh, Henry Yu uh, I actually wrote an article about it for Gonzaga Nation SI. Um, what do you sort of think of the trade? Um, and where do you kind of see Rui fitting in and where he's at? Yeah, yeah. I mean, reports kind of started about, you know, rumblings kind of came out um, about the trade. I think it was last Wednesday. Um, and, you know, the Wizards are out of the playoff race at this point. Um, there were kind of multiple guys that seemed like on the trading block. Rui was one of them. Um, and so I think this is more a move about the Wizards getting freeing up cap space. And then also um, they kind of had a log jam at the forward position. Um, and so I think sending Rui to the Lakers is, is going to be a great opportunity for him just because, you know, he gets to compete on a team that at least aspires to make the playoffs. We'll see, you know, if the Lakers actually make it there, um, <laughs> but they aspire to be that way. So I think it's going to be a good situation for Rui. You know, I don't think he was getting as many minutes as he could, um, on a team like the Wizards, just because they had so many guys at the forward position, including kind of a forward, a wing, Corey Kispert, another former Zag um, there as well. So, I mean, I think it's it's at least from the Wizards' perspective and from Rui's perspective, um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I think for the Lakers, you know, we don't, we don't talk a huge a whole lot about NBA, but just really quick, the Lakers, you know, um, you mentioned – trying to be a playoff contender. Um, I think if, you know, make a couple more moves, but Rui's a nice addition. Uh, we kind of seen how they've uh, developed Lonnie Walker, another younger player who uh, needed to find a new home to truly, you know, reach his potential or at least see it that way. Um, and so Rui, especially as a shooter for him, you know, he, he averages a little over two attempts a game, shoots around 30%, you know, it's there. It might be there. Um, it could develop. Uh, and especially for him, you know, he's already a plus defender, I think you'd say, you know, nothing outstanding, but when he was on the wizards, he would often handle, um, you know, the best, the best ball, best ball handler or just the best player in general. And I think that's good for the Lakers, you know, with their, their needs, uh, LeBron, who is an exceptional playmaker as well, um, that can maybe help Rui out, um, in that department, but, yeah, we had heard, you know, obviously Rui um, last year, he missed some time um, for personal reasons. Um, so it's just good to kind of see him uh, back back playing again and hopefully um, in a situation where uh, he's utilized more. 
Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think the Lakers are looking for someone who can be like Rui, who can be, you know, that three and D type of wing. He can shoot the ball. He can, his frame at least gives him the potential to play defense, you know, six foot eight, like 230, 240. I mean, he definitely has that frame and, and that build to, you know, play that kind of role that playoff teams really covet. Um, and he's a restricted free agent um, this summer. And so I think that he is going to have an opportunity to get a bag either from the Lakers or elsewhere. Also, I saw your lights just go out. Is everything good over there? <laughs> it's fine. I, I guess I'm in a room of motion sensor. Uh, Got you. Technical difficulties aside. <laughs> Gonna have to wave every five minutes. Uh, hopefully not. Um, you can still hear my voice though. And yeah, to your point, I think it's what the Lakers need for the wizards. I don't, you know, they're you kind of talked about maybe they see their window with those picks later down the road, but um, it kind of just seems like they needed to. Um, I think they also want the money to re-sign Kuzma and Porzingis, um, who if they they choose to exercise their player options, they'll stay there automatically. But if they choose to not um, to opt out of that, then, you know, the Wizards will probably chase at least Kuzma in free agency um, because he's someone who's really blossomed um, into a star this year. Porzingis had a good season too. So I think ultimately, like you said, um, it's a good situation for all involved. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so we'll keep an eye on Rui, uh, continue to follow uh, Gonzaga Nation as me and Henry kind of take a look, take a closer look more at um, how Zags and the pros are doing, um, including Andrew Nemhard. Uh, DeMontis' bonus has had a great run, of course. So stay tuned for that. But uh, back to the current Zags here in Spokane. Um, today as well, the AP poll just released like it does as always on Mondays. Um, Zags dropped eight spots to number 14. I think we all know why, and I'm not even, I don't even think I need to allude to why. Um, but it was also an upset filled weekend as well. So a lot of movement around the polls. Um, the Zags, we know what happened Thursday. They came back. Um, on Saturday, it still wasn't sure if that was the performance they were looking for on both ends of the both ends of the floor, but they pulled out with a win. Um, yeah, Henry, I, I just you know we haven't talked since conference play started, so I don't know what since yeah. since the new year, you know how have the Zags? What's gone good? What's gone bad? I, you know, just kind of let, let's 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 dig in yeah. a little bit. Yeah, totally. I mean, week. I think. I think one theme that's really emerged is like whenever when a team can stop Drew Timmy, um, Gonzaga's offensive and scoring production just seems to dry up. I mean, you saw it at points during the LMU game where they had it and then kind of like I think Drew Timmy only had like three or some very small amount of points, at least like midway through the second half. Um, and then he kind of had a run where I think he scored 12 of 14 points uh, for the Zags in a row. Um and so that was, you know, a big deal for him there. But overall in the night, slower performance from him. He wasn't able to get, you know, find a rhythm early on. Um, but I do think, you know, against Pacific, he got going early on and um, he went to work early in the post, found success. Um, I think he had 14 first half points. So I think that's really like the difference maker here is just um, whether the Zags can kind of get Timmy involved or not, because it doesn't seem like they have that consistent option besides, you know, Timmy. Yeah, uh, totally. I mean, Timmy put up he thirty eight um, on Saturday against Pacific. Yeah, he's he's been the life blood of the. He's been the source of offense 
um, especially uh, in these closer games where uh, just relying on a basket, you need a bucket. Um, of course, go to your best player. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's how it should be. But to your point, yeah, it's it, it does feel like sometimes the slow starts. Um, it's almost like you're waiting for it to to click. You're waiting for a snap mm-hmm. of the finger, and you're waiting for the offense to sort of come alive. Um, and then it just hasn't. But still, to the point, I mean, the offense is <laughs> still the best scoring um, offense in the country, and is. Uh, leads the league in field goal percentage or leads the country, sorry, in uh, field goal percentage as well. Um, they even cut down on turnovers. But yet I think, you know, sometimes the offense maybe might bog down due to lack of explosive plays. Um, I don't know if that's something you've noticed. I've, you know, it's, yeah, it's noticeable yeah. in, their, in their tempo, right? Like it just doesn't feel as fast. Yeah. And well, I also feel like they're, it doesn't help and it puts a lot of pressure on their offense with the fact that their defense is not elite, especially right now. Um, few talked about that after both games. Um, he did say there was one good run and I, I totally agree at the start of the second half um, against Pacific, where I think they held them scoreless for like five or six minutes at least or something like that. Um, and went on like an unanswered run there. Um, that was a great defensive stand. But other than that, I think they've had issues. I mean, they let Pacific score 90 points, right? Yeah. I mean, the number six team in the country at the time let an unranked team score 90 points. Doesn't matter if you score 99 points. I mean, yes, you're going to win, but you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on, I mean, Drew Timmy had to score 38 just for them to get to 99 and then only win by nine points. Um, so I think that's really important to consider. And, and yeah, going back to what I said about the second option thing, I mean, Strother one for eight against um, LMU. I mean, there's, there's performances like that that they just can't have when Timmy has an off night. Um, so they got lucky, I think, and that Timmy had an, uh, a good night against Pacific. Yeah, for sure. Um, to put in perspective, yeah, Pacific's um, offense is ranked 154th uh, by Ken Palm's metrics, um, 59th tempo-wise. Uh, yeah, to your point, the defense, you know, we, we were both there for the LMU one, uh, the LMU game last Thursday, and uh, Nolan Hickman had brought up um, energy and intensity. He kind of alluded to the fact that, uh, you know, sometimes the Zags just aren't, they are, they are up and ready for it. Um, and it kind of takes a, another spark to get up for these, uh, some WCC games. But, um, and I think that kind of shows in um, a little bit of the rebounding as well, because we've seen that that was, it always hasn't been a strong suit of the Zags this year, despite having, well, uh, probably three guys who could get uh, maybe even four uh, double double. Um, so, yeah, I think you know it, it. It might come down to a little bit of an effort thing, um, and I think the stretch that you had alluded to versus uh, Pacific is it, it's that it, there, there's the intensity that we wanted to see, um, and it just needs yeah. to be for all you know forty minutes of a ball game. Yeah, I mean, I think that, and that was exactly what few um i was watching the interview video um on the spokesman reviews website a few because it was a way game um a few talking after the pacific game um and he was saying that during that stand they were locked in and they were energized uh, they were dialed in and that was the difference and that made a difference and and i think in some ways that also translate translates offensively um their offense has gotten off to slow starts in a few of these wcc games and so i think just coming out of the gate um, more energized because every team that plays them 
is going to give them their best game if they can, you know, if they can have it, you know, go the way they want it to. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think Gonzaga just has to keep that in mind um, and just understand that when they come out, the team is going to be physical. LMU was extremely physical, um, especially with Timmy um, and Watson. And so I think, you know, they just come out ready to play. Right. Right. And yeah, I, these teams are going to give the Zags their best shot. It's been you know known for a while. Um, yeah. And just back to the offense really quick. Uh, I got to bring up the free throw shooting. It's been questionable these last few games, but I think, you know, again, that's just something comes along. Um, I know Drew Timmy, he's made a, he's, vocally said that he wants to make a conservative effort to make more free throws. Um, so, yeah, but the offense still moves the ball pretty well. Uh, they share the ball well, you know. Um, I don't yeah. think you ever – it's hard to find a moment where it's like uh, they just, you know, they're not moving, they're not sharing it. It's a bunch of ice – and it's none of that, um, which yeah. is great to see as they head into um, the next WCC matchup, which is this Saturday away – um, at Portland, we saw the Zags uh, beat down the Pilots by 40 in the last meeting. They almost tied the record uh, for three-pointers made in the McCarthy Athletic Center with 17. Um, the best offensive showing against the Division I team that the Zags have had probably, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I, I can't expect the same uh, going into – Saturday, but um, do you have any thoughts on on Portland and what they might be doing differently, or what might um, the Zags might have to? Yeah, basically? yeah. I mean, because you know, in the last game we saw them play Portland, it was a pretty convincing win. Um, it was one of the more, it was one of the only convincing wins that we've kind of seen this season, except for Pepperdine um, and a few other matchups they've had. And so I think that it's really the same game plan. You know, get the ball to Timmy. I think, you know, when Timmy was going off against Portland, I think there were moments where, um, and, and Anton Watson talked about it after the game, he wasn't really sure what they were doing um, defensively to stop him. It, they kind of looked helpless, um, and that's kind of what it felt like um, and the rest of the Zags got going. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm pretty excited for the matchup. I think it's going to be a good way for the Zags to notch a pretty convincing victory, um, especially after their last few have been pretty close or losses. Yeah in that game, it was actually very well balanced. Uh, Malachi had 27 off the bench, right? Because he went off from deep, um, was five other zags scored in double figures. So, uh, yeah. to your point, I mean, Timmy starters Timmy, came out early also, you know, so keep that in mind too. It's like, yeah. I mean, Timmy yeah, seven. For 10. Guys. Mm -hmm. So you could figure a couple more shot attempts, good more looks for him, uh, in a closer fall game, like you mentioned, but, uh, yeah, Portland, they're not afraid to shoot. Tyler Robertson, Tyler Robertson, sorry, he's a scorer. Um, Moses Wood. They did another, a pretty good job on him last game, I will say. They um, did. They did. Yeah. Um, I think it was like three for eight. Didn't score a ton. Um, they had other guys who went off, but, you know, I think at least it showed that when they really want to focus on something defensively, they can get it done. But yeah. 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 Well, we'll just kind of have to see um, how the Zags fare against Portland on Saturday. That game tips off, I believe, at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Uh, KHQ 6 if you're in Spokane or Root otherwise. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be Zags looking for back-to-back uh, -back wins 
and their 18th win on the season overall, trying to go 7-1 in conference play uh, as St. Mary's undefeated at the top, still very high in the net rankings and Kempom rankings as well. But, um, yeah. That's going to – you got anything else? Oh, sorry. I wasn't sure. I was, I, no, I'm, yeah. I was yeah, looking I'm at all, something man. else and, like, yeah, I didn't good. know where you were. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, okay. Yeah, you can wrap it up. Sorry. No, you're good. Okay. If you wanted to. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how the Zags fare next time. That is going to do it for this episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. Once again, I'm Cole Forsman, Henry Kruger. Nice talking to you. We will catch you all next time and listen to the Gonzaga Nation podcast wherever you get your podcasts at. It's the end recording.